This is the Andres Segovia Show. All right, we are rolling. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Andres Segovia Show. I'm your host, Andres Segovia. Today, as I continue my conversations about health and fitness and wellness, in this case, spiritual, I invited a, a buddy of mine. We serve in a ministry at uh, The Rock in Anaheim uh, called Operation Healthy Life. We might even touch on it uh, a little later, but the, I, I brought him on because uh, there's something very personal to me in the way he structured the the health and wellness ministry at the church. Uh, and not just that, he also has a unique story um, of how he came to uh, to his health journey and this, and this and that. And I think that some certain aspects of things in our society today need to be uh, talked about that first start with our health and wellness, including mindset. So without further ado, I want to introduce personal, certified personal trainer, uh, Adrian Seha. Adrian, please introduce yourself to the audience that may not know you. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show, Andres. Uh, I was looking forward to this. I'm just looking forward just to do a deep dive and even maybe even get to know you a little bit more. Oh, yes. <laughs> more than we already do. <laughs> I know, and you will. Because <laughs> uh, I know for sure just by sometimes in an interview context, uh, that can actually happen. But uh, for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Adrian Seha. I'm a fitness and nutrition coach, and I help busy professional people, business owners get healthy and really try to help them live live their their best life. Um, ultimately, if you if we dig a little bit deeper, I like to help people live their best life. And so I do that through the realms of their health and their fitness and things like that. And much more recently, getting into different forms of coaching. I mean, in almost 10 years of being in this space, I'm realizing how much more, you know, uh, mindset plays a big part in change. And I think sometimes we just look for the best diet and the best exercise program but we sometimes can often negate the, the mindset part of it. But I think that's probably even the most important. Um, no matter how ambitious you are, no matter how go-getter you are, um, uh, the thoughts that are running through your mind are, are very, very important in this entire um, process. I've been doing this for almost 10 years. I come from, um, I come from uh, when I was in high school, my grandma she had diabetes complications. And so she ended up passing away from that. And then later realizing, getting into um, fitness myself, and it was just, you know, I was young, I was wanting to be fit and all that stuff and just learning about nutrition and stuff. And then I kind of had this aha moment, like, wait a minute, I was like, nutrition and uh, our lifestyle habits really contribute to our long term health, you know, Mm -hmm. and then so I started to realize like, that, you know, this is something that that um, had we had known prior, or or had we had this information or knowledge about like healthier eating and things like that, maybe my grandma's death could have been prevented. Mm. You know, or even diabetes, maybe even reverse. And I think it, it, I felt a conviction in my own heart to want to help people in their life and help people see change and help people even reverse these health situations in their own life and then so all these years later here i am still doing the same thing <laughs> one yeah. mission yeah and you're you you, have, you even have your own approach to it that you coined it's called the, the seha method right the seha method yeah yeah, yeah the, right. se, the seha method um was birthed out of all these years of coaching and realizing wait a minute you know there needs to be this methodical approach to how we approach change and mm-hmm. so the Seha method is a three is a three phase systematic process to help people um, uh, live a healthier lifestyle. And phase 
and I could just get into phase one right now, but phase one is all about um, uh, the basics and the fundamentals. Like how do we make nutrition and exercise and this lifestyle, how do we make it doable? And how do we make it realistic for each person? And how do we keep it sustainable? Um, mm. Instead of just shooting for, you know, the best things that are out there and just making health and nutrition and exercise super complex and frustrating. So I kind of just wanted to bring it down. Okay. It, most people fall into phase one. Most people don't have anything that they're following consistently. Most people don't understand the fundamentals. Most people don't even know the basics. You know, they hear things and all that yeah. stuff. But what's worse is that they don't have these things set in stone where it's consistent or even mastered. And so I think oftentimes they, we look for all the things out there, you know, oh, what's new? What's this hot yeah. thing that just came out next and stuff. And so it really doesn't make this process enjoyable and it should. Yeah. And like, those diet fads, they're, they're just that. It's kind of like fashion. It's like, oh, what's the in thing lately? Well, that's not a lifestyle. So you, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't adopt something if you're just going to you know, chuck it out the window and change it a little later or say, oh, it's too expensive to even approach it. You know, there's, there'll always be some reason one way or another because it's either a financial right. thing or it's – but the news said this fad is the one that's in like, – no, that that's why um, some other coaches that uh, that that helped me along my journey back in the days, um, they, they would talk to me about the yo-yo diet, just because it's like mm -hmm. up here and there and here and there. It's like you don't you don't want that, and like you know I don't want that. I want a lifestyle change. Yeah, uh, and, and yo-yo dieting, I believe, comes from not not having that base, not having that that sustainable approach to healthier eating. And so mm -hmm. we crash diet so hard to lose this weight, and then all of a sudden. You know, because our mindset is not changed in this process, we go back to our old ways. And then so we gain all this weight back. And that's yeah. how this yo-yo dieting keeps happening. I get asked all the time, hey, what do you think about this diet? Or what do you think about that or this? Um, all these different questions about uh, different things. And then I find myself oftentimes helping people unlearn what they think that they know, mm. you know, yeah. or helping people unlearn. Okay, so I'm not going to bash on that, you know. Uh, I'm the coach. I want to help you navigate the best option for you. Um, so what you want to do is entirely up to you. But sometimes yeah. they kind of come at it with a with a with a twisted. With, sometimes it's twisted context mm. or how they're wanting to use it. Yeah, and and I think that uh, for those of you watching or listening, um, when we're talking about dieting, we're actually talking about well, lifestyle change. It's about our relationship with food. When we think about like, oh man, that person's unhealthy, we're probably associating it with their their overweight and this and that. No, there's people that are underweight too, and they, they struggle to eat. So it's the that relationship with food isn't it's we use it as an umbrella term uh, for fitness because people gotta eat better, and that doesn't necessarily mean that oh someone's gotta lose weight. We're talking about also people that need to gain weight, um, and I think uh, some people like I guess they vilify say all carbs and because they they heard it they don't understand it uh mm -hmm. and if we do rely on the news as much as we do um then we shouldn't have been eating broccoli because 20 years ago i think it was say broccoli broccoli will kill you or cause cancer then they changed their minds and they changed their minds again then again they say the same thing with eggs it's like look all news is is their job is to basically fear monger or tell you what the end thing is it takes mm -hmm. more out of you to actually do some research to speak to people nutritionists um personal trainers about things that people can do and eat that's uh, uh adjusted to them and 
while we're used to the free stuff because the news is always on, uh, this mm-hmm. might require a little more legwork. It's also the principles about eating. It's like drive through isn't the best thing for you. Sometimes um, either a, a cleaner eating that costs a little more money or you can't spend the money, but you can buy it and cook it yourself. It takes effort out of you and out of your comfort zone quite literally to get to that point. Uh, but the mindset is like, no, right. I want to lose weight now or I want to get healthy now. How do I get there instantaneously? You know, and that's, that is a mindset. I, I don't want, I don't know if it's an American mindset or a Western mindset, but we're so used to instant gratification that we're, we can't, we don't have the patience to wait for the journey. We want it mm-hmm. now. It's like, no, if I'm going to do this, I want the results next week. And it's like, well, no, it's, we're talking about a lifestyle change. Hence the yo-yo diet. Cause I'll move on to the next fad. And, and that's one thing, like you, we got to break through that, that mindset. Or, more, right. I think it's more <laughs> complex than people actually realize. They think, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we want to lose weight. We're going to start Monday. It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. You don't even realize, you know, how complex this is or how deep this is going to go into your life. Starting mm-hmm. Monday, you're going to change up your entire routine, but you were unprepared for that. All they thought was just what's, in, what's going to go in their mouth. Like they didn't mm-hmm. think about how they're going to get up in the morning. They didn't think about, you know, they have to alter their morning routine and not go through the Starbucks drive through line <laughs> and get their mocha, yada, yada, whatever, you know, yeah. and seven pumps of like all those kind of things start to change. And I think when we want to get healthier or or have a big weight loss goal or whatever it is, these are the important things that I think need to be thought out and talked about. And I mean, of course, I might may even sound biased, but coached through because it's a process it's a process of change and and when i started to realize years ago how how much politics played a role Mm. and how they're influencing our food and what we're eating it became even more challenging i mean it was almost to the point where what do i even think or how do i even communicate what it is i think because there's so much there's so much out there especially in the media there's so much out there where it's like you know, that that becomes the resistance to almost what I'm trying to help people with. You yeah. know, that becomes resistance because they hear all these other things and then here's just Adrian, you know? <laughs> and, and so I think the consistency obviously is um, is um, uh, helpful. And I and, and maybe some other things too, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think when we think about it and that deeper perspective, I think it's really, really helpful because it gives people the ah type of feeling. You know, yeah. like there's much more than you're up against than just a decision that you made because you were motivated in an instant. Yeah. And w- that thing you touched on, um, quite frankly, is the big one of politics, because now we have the body positivity movement. And now we're talking mm-hmm. about fat friendly allies in the in the medical space. I'm like, wait, what? So it's, now it's like. Folks, if you don't, if you're listening on the podcast, but you can't find us on YouTube, it's because I just talked about the body positivity movement because <laughs> it's a false premise, folks. Um, if your body's screaming that it needs help, uh, you shoveling more food in your mouth as a coping mechanism and hurting yourself more is a detriment to your health. There is no such thing as like, oh, we need to change the BMI charts because it doesn't suit me. It's like how you how you feel quite frankly, that mindset is not based on reality. Mm-hmm. At least those in the in that are pushing the body positivity movement. I, oh, this is healthy. Like Cosmopolitan put up several months ago on their covers. I'm like, is this a joke? 
it's like um, uh, what they say, oh, there's fat athletes. No, there's a difference between people that are overweight and trying to lose the weight and needing that kind of attire and doing their thing. Do not downplay what they're doing. They're not trying to stay like that. But mm-hmm. now, like said, no, these are, are, are overweight or fat athletes, whatever they say, like, this makes no sense. Um, and that has been something that has become more difficult for people because that, that very mindset is uh, like, some people say like, Oh no, I, I was, it was genetics. I'm born this way. I, I was, I, I can't stop eating because it's within my genes. So no, right. I, I have never, ever seen that proven. They say, Oh, it's a, right. it's a thyroid thing or whatever. There's always some kind of excuse to not try something. Yeah. And all yeah. this is being manipulated, and it makes yeah your, your job even more difficult to navigate because then you got to be politically correct. It's like, oh, did you just fat shame me? It's like, what? What do I? <laughs> what do I touch on? What do I not touch on? And stuff. Look, the body is for you. It is not against you. It, it and it does a great job in communicating to you. If you feel inflammation, that's a way of your body communicating back to you. Hey, let's tend to this inflammation, or let's let's, let's attend to this area on your body, so that way you can respond. That's exactly mm-hmm. what inflammation does. It gives us some form of communication. Oh, headache. Well, why do we have chronic headaches? Well, because mm-hmm. of this and this. And this. So it gives you that form of, um, hey, let's uh, let's address this. And and this, look for years, it's been um, it's been studied, it's been researched, and it's been proven. Obesity and people who are severely overweight, it is associated with diabetes complications. It's associated with more with. Um, higher chance of having heart disease. It's associated with higher chance of you having high cholesterol, high blood pressure, things like that, um, even linked to things like depression. So so that's just what it is. And let's just say maybe people like agree or disagree, but let's just say that that's been something that's been said for years. Okay, so then we have, yeah. we have the other side now where we have, um, um, because it's kind of complex in the sense that there's two sides, but on both, Hold on. I think I'm losing you just now. The audio cut off. Can you still hear me? Uh, yeah, I think I just lost you in my AirPods, but that's okay. Can All you right, hear me? There we go. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I think okay. your AirPods might have died out. <laughs> oh, probably. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so because it's, because it's very complex, we have to decide where, no, I don't want to body shame people. Of course not, because this is, I mean, I want to be ethical and I want to be respectful and such, you know. But am I going to promote, you know, obesity? No. So, exactly, yeah. so that's the body. That's where it can kind of get like kind of interesting and stuff. It's like I respect you as a person. Like, yeah, I'm not going to look down on you. I'm not going to uh, have some kind of like judgment towards you, or whatever it is. Uh, but at the same, but at the same time, though, too, like as far as my work is concerned, <laughs> um, uh, we know that we feel better when we're not when our skeletal system in our low back is it carrying mm-hmm. this excess body weight yeah we there's there's always a complaint about and i don't i don't want to commingle things but it kind of touches upon it there's a lot of complaints about the the medical industry how they're invested in making money off us well if you really want to hit them where it hurts do something for yourself that re- doesn't require you to go see them you know it's right. like 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 you touched on on your grandma and the, the epiphany was a preventable disease mm-hmm. that's entirely different say someone losing a limb you know it's that's diff- that's a lot more difficult to address but 
the the idea that some things are preventable, just that there's no like desire to do something about it instead of finding excuses to to be in that uh, lifestyle, if you will. There are no books that's that say ten steps on how to get fat. I haven't <laughs> seen I haven't seen a, 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 someone that needed to be a professional on how to gain weight. Anybody mm-hmm. can do it. It's the the effort that it takes, the mindset. And we're hitting we're going to be hitting this one really hard because that's where it all starts like to get up in the morning to uh, self-motivate in a way to get going and then do those things that then become second nature where it's like i like being this way you don't you at some point it'll be like walking or breathing you don't think about it anymore you just do your mm-hmm. eyes will naturally know it's like i want that that's good for me there's other stuff i can go without it you know it's it right now it's more like i want that i want that it's about like okay that's enough that's enough like to get your mind to that point where you put yourself in check uh is is awesome but we do allow ourselves to um uh, to be manipulated or influenced in some way or another through societal pressure or peer pressure to continue being in this uh so i've always said that the number one enemy to your success is the the man in the mirror because that's the first person you see all the time and it's either they will motivate you or not and that, I know that's always been my battle. It's like, yeah, like, and look, there's no, with all respect to the medical community because we need them. However, there's no big biz, there's no big business for big pharma when we're healthy, and so <laughs> it brings them no benefit to see you fully recovered and all this other stuff, right? So, yeah. I mean, it, it would make sense for them, and that's why Westernized medicine treats symptoms and not the actual, not the actual root of the situation. The exactly. actual root, the actual root is going to be your lifestyle. The actual root is going to be the, the 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 choices that you make every single day around food, or whether you choose to live live a more active lifestyle. Literally, the function of the muscular system is movement. Mm-hmm. Why are we not moving? Mm-hmm. And if we're not moving, then we will we will feel the effects of that. Yeah, and I think Wall, the movie Wally, really touched upon it. How the future society is all just being moved around these these hovercrafts and the commercialization of everything's like, oh look, I like that thing now. Let's just change the color. It's like really, that's what it comes down to, um, to appreciate the organic things. Uh, I know there's an environmental message in that movie, but that's not the point. The point is that that uh, like turn off the screens and see like, yeah. what's right before you or what you had and lost and you wished you could get back. It requires work. So yeah. I, I think that that is a, a beautiful message from, from the movie altogether, but it really yeah. highlights a, a situation in that that movie came out in 2008. Who would have known that uh, 12 years later, we would literally be uh, incubated in a place and we'd be ordering out to drive to our house to shovel in our face. And we would be told not to exercise or a lot of people that do not have um, uh it's, or are not homeowners or do not rent a place that has a yard to be confined to an apartment space or a condo. And there was just no way to be active per se. And they didn't yeah. see that. Oh, I can't do anything in my room. Yes, you can. Uh, but yeah. it didn't have the motivation, but here they are shoveling, you know, all this unhealthy food. And then what came out of that was a population that is more ripe for the taking to be hurt by the current uh, viral outbreak. So it's like, we went backwards. You know, why? What did it hurt to say, folks? Get some vitamin D. 
get 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 some exercise eat eat better strong immune system is the best form of defense that's the first guard you know the hospital is the last thing in fact this is what we're talking about just right here by me mentioning it uh it looks like uh as as we're recording today the state of california is making information such as this even from professionals medical professionals illegal you cannot speak against the state sanctioned um ways to combat the coof. I'm going to use that as a term for YouTube censors me on that. But because we're talking about that, if it goes against the state approved message, people like you and the medical professionals cannot speak against that because it's considered misinformation. For someone that's in that medical field, like I used, we at school, we all learned the, uh, the food pyramid. I didn't know that was the, the way the government set it up. And then I learned later that food pyramid should be upside down, not the way it is right now. But you couldn't go against it. It was state sanctioned, if you will. That's all we're up against, quite literally, where some people that that are tuning in will probably be like, well, I'm going to take my advice from the news, even though there really isn't a thing to say to the authority other than the fact that they're given all this screen time uh, but or airtime. Meanwhile, you who worked to become certified and are a professional trainer and nutritionist and you do this for a living, uh, you can't be taken serious. Like, um, they work and live. <laughs> That's entirely different than someone reading from a teleprompter on the evening yeah. news. <laughs> but it, it is crazy. Yeah. Oh, this is what you're and I up would, against. And I will tell you, I have tons of testimonials and transformation to results and et cetera, et cetera, for the people that I work with. And I did not follow this pyramid. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> I did not follow this pyramid. Uh, I do want to mention this, though, if it's okay, uh, because I'm also the encourager. If there is somebody listening who feels uh, like we're bashing on their efforts, I'm not trying to do that. Um, I think that... that um, there is um, there's room for improvement, and and but when I'm referring to trying to get healthier and et cetera et cetera, it's oftentimes people will self sabotage if they don't hit a specific goal or whatever it is. Yeah. So they can feel like this sense of um, nothing's working for me, giving up, and then all of a sudden we start to just kind of live with how we feel, and we kind of get just get used to it. Because we're just so tired and frustrated. And I understand it from the context of having coached these people. It can be really frustrating. Um, so what I'm saying is that uh, you don't have to live that way. You can still improve. Uh, do not give up. There's still hope and you can still move forward. No, absolutely. And I'm actually really glad you brought that up now because it is in my notes to to address later. But since you touched on it, uh, my audience knows because I shared this uh, repeatedly. I talked about my health journey and things. I've always said, and I always thought, as soon as I made that change in my life, that the weight loss was going to be the easiest part. The, the In a nutshell, I put off 80 pounds in three and a half months. After that, I signed up with a personal trainer because of my limitations, my injuries and all that to work around it. Because I, I knew it was like, hey, how can I still do what I need to do? Because I need to move uh, and do it right without hurting myself. Because I'm living with back pain for almost two decades at the time, and on the highway to back surgery, it's common. Doctor, 
Yeah, and my doctor was telling me that, yo, man, your back is being held by duct tape. You, know, you don't have just a pinched sciatica. You have another pinched nerve that's causing you to feel that your that your thigh is on fire in the middle of the night. Like, and there's nothing there, but you got to walk it off because there's no blood circulating and this and that's like. And I couldn't stay standing for too long. I couldn't stay lying down for too long. I couldn't play with my kids. And like, all right, I got I got to put off the weight. So I had to do something, and I did. And I always told myself, hey, the hardest part is gonna be the rest of it being in fitness because it's a constant thing there's gonna be injuries there's gonna be setbacks there's gonna be some bad eating there's gonna be food poisoning and things like that that will always set me back and in the past 18 months i could say i i lost count of how many times i got injured on a, on a bulking phase because i always knew that like, this is gonna be really risky and i have little ones and i usually work out from my home gym and even though i sometimes try to make sure the doors are secure for them not to come in they Sometimes they sneak in and then they're showing a bench with, with, with loose dumbbells and I see a little head pop. I'm like, hey, no. So I let the weight fall on me to hurt me instead of hurting them. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and I am not where I want to be, uh, but I know this is where this is my life. I'm just going to keep going. I don't let that hold me back. I haven't had a good enough workout in at least uh, a, a week. And to me, that's awful considering that I, I work on Monday through Friday and and do uh, stretches and static um and static workouts on on saturdays and sunday no i don't do it that's it that's my rest day so to not like to be taken off that entire rhythm has been awful and it, it can get easy to get complacent so it's like yeah you know it's uh i didn't do it so i'll just wait it's like no it's to get back on that high horse and keep going that's why i tell people that uh that have sought me for advice and i point them say hey look these are people that i recommend um i pointed them in your direction i pointed to my friend shana she's the one that trained me at the beginning and believe me as a dude to be trained by a fit woman was very intimidating. So like, no, I don't want to. And next thing I know, we're friends to this day and it's really awesome. So um, where I tell people when to say, oh, New Year's resolutions, like this is how it always breaks down. It's like, okay, so I'm going to enjoy life, as they say, from Thanksgiving to, to New Year's and then New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Day, I'm going to be, uh, you know, my, doing my New Year's resolution to, to get healthy. And they fall off that horse within a week, but they don't never jump back on it. And then... 11 or 10 months go by then they say i'm gonna enjoy thanksgiving i'm gonna all the way to new year's and then and starting new year's day i'm gonna be getting into so hold on so you're gaining 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 you don't lose and then you keep gaining 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 when is the the part where you're saying that you're actually doing something so it's like it's not about new year's let your new year's resolution be whenever it falls i don't care if it's july 4th do something or else the excuses are going to be i'll wait to january 1st it's too far away. You have to start uh, with the mindset switched. Start the day. I always tell people there's there's never a convenient time to get healthy. <laughs> because if you if you are not if you are not married and then you want to do it later, well, when you get married, it's gonna be harder. If you don't have, mm-hmm. if you are and you guys want to have kids and you don't do it right now and you have kids, it's gonna be harder. So there's never really, I mean there's never really this like time. It is much better to mold it into your life somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And and you actually uh, deal with, you said entrepreneurs. Um, as in, And you're actually, uh, I think, and this, I'm still, this, still training with you, uh, a, a, a mutual friend, Eli, um, that's uh, oh, 
renderos. So, um, like, I saw his transformation. I was like, hey, man, looking sharp. Like, yeah, I'm training with Adrian, man. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it, and it, it, someone from a busy lifestyle, too. It's like, there's no excuse. And he just, he's he was always happy. But he just shines more now. Yeah. It's like he feels happier with himself now, not just spreading the yeah. joy of Christ to others, but it's like within himself, he feels, yeah. you can tell, you know. Ranger Candy Coffee Company is a veteran-owned, handcrafted, premium coffee roaster located in Shoehorn Bend, Arkansas. They offer a variety of single-origin and flavored coffee. Their coffee is roasted and packaged by husband and wife duo Larry and Sierra Littlefoot. Ranger Candy Coffee Company has also partnered with disabled American veterans, a 501c4 nonprofit that supports combat veterans in their post-war readjustment process. They donate a portion of their profits to them as a way to give back. So when you shop at Ranger Candy Coffee Company, know that you are supporting not only a veteran-owned small business, you are also supporting an outstanding veterans nonprofit. Check out Ranger Candy Coffee Company's selection of special blends, K-Cups, single origin, and flavor coffee at RangerCoffeeCandyCompany.com. Use promo code Andresagovia and get free shipping on your order. So go to RangerCandyCoffeeCompany.com, choose your blend, size, and brew, and taste America in every sip. Yeah, and here's what I think it is. I, I think the reason why I think that that way works best is because I always say winning compounds. If you can help people win in the small they're more likely to win in the big. So it, that's why I like the, the more sustainable approach. Here's why. Because if you, can, um, if you can follow something that's realistic to your lifestyle, you start to, you start to have small wins. And wins feel good. You get, that, you get that dopamine hit, you feel good, and you want to move on to the next thing. And, and then so these, these wins start to kind of compound. And... And then you realize, next thing you know, it's been a couple of weeks, it's been some months, and you realize, wow, I may not be where I once was, excuse me, I may not be where I want to be yet, but I am not where I once was. Mm. So there's this, there's, there's this realization of some form of improvement, some form of progress, and that feels good. That, that's motivating. And, and, and um, self-sabotage happens when we want to shoot high and then we self-inflict because we didn't hit our goal or that we'd, we'd much rather sabotage ourselves and actually try to um, hit that goal before we even make an attempt sometimes or try to put ourselves in a position or in a situation where um, we may not even want to try or what have you. So it, it, it can get really interesting though. It's, it's the least sexy thing to do to start small <laughs> and to like, uh, like, you know, find an approach in that way. Um, but I think, I think sometimes it could be the most beneficial. Well, last I checked, when I played Super Mario Brothers, I didn't start at the final castle to fight Bowser. Right. I had to start at <laughs> World 1-1. So it's like that, you know? It's a, any, any video game. Any video game. You know, you got it along the way. It's the same concept. And, and to me, like, yes, goals attainable goals and then move the bar beyond that the the whole thing about fitness though i i say it's a journey it's a journey as in that it doesn't end See, like life is a journey this this is an ongoing thing and mm-hmm. <clears throat> i haven't let the cat out of the bag I'll, I'll, and you know but uh i haven't let the cat out of the bag about some things that are going on in my personal life right now and i'll tell you some of this off the air but um, it's, it's a big change. And one of the big changes that I'm looking forward to is health-wise, mindset-wise, is mm-hmm. to be um, not that beholden to what I do 
for work. Because what I do for work as a small business owner, it's literally taking care of an infant child that never grows up. It's that just work and having to run three operations. And then this is a fourth operation because I, 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 I'm self-producing with some part-time staff that helps me every now and then um, for my show. It's, it's a fourth job, but I do it because it's fun uh, and it's also keeps me sane too, you know. Um, but uh, with all that, it's like four jobs. Not to mention that I I have growing children, I have a wife uh, that uh, to be with, um, and somehow find time for myself. It's it's been and time management is is huge. Um, mm-hmm. So it to me, it's never letting myself be defeated by it. Where it's like you know I I didn't put in the work today. But yeah, but how did you eat? Um, 80% of, of a good work uh, of, of a healthy lifestyle is nutrition. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the training per se, because things will happen. And it's like, well, if I can't do the workouts, I make sure my eating is in check. And that's like, there's, there's always something that can be done to, to work around um, on those things. So it's, and I, I guess I, I wanted to say this for later, but I think we're we're kind of segueing to that because uh, this whole uh, being defeated or self sabotage, uh, and we also understand that hey, life happens. Um, Operation Healthy Lives. I'll, I'll bring it into the fold right now because uh, I talked about it on my show before because I announced that I was going to get involved. You did? But, oh, cool. Yes, yes. Uh, I have. That's how some people signed up, and that's why I have people from out of. Uh, out of state that are interested in seeing the online version come on because ah, they, they want to yeah. try it out. Because so we'll, it again. You know? <laughs> yeah, yes, and that's why I'm. It's a good time to bring it up because uh, uh, when I shared, um, I did an episode where I just dive dive straight in a solo show where I just talked about my, my health journey. So I'm not going to recap all of it. I'm just going to touch mm-hmm. on the main points. The main points being that yes, uh, when I I devoted myself to change my lifestyle in my relationship with eating, it wasn't so much for that. It was a fast, a fast to put before God where I say, all right, God, if I can control my body needs to live, then I definitely can say no to the things that don't help my life. Addictions, bad habits, attitudes, all that stuff. I don't I don't have to let that control me because it was, by all accounts, a spiritual journey. And as I as I went through the weight loss process and the fitness uh it was an incredible experience to draw closer to God in a way I haven't done in a long, long time. But also while doing so, I started feeling also uh, negative currents and, and um, guess for its demonic uh, elements that were also reaching for my attention in a way I've never felt them before. As someone that's spiritually inclined, and I've shared stuff on the, the spiritual aspect of things, because well, I don't have my Christianity, I'm very bold about it. But when I've spoken about it, some people were like, whoa, that's like, that's mind blowing. So when I say that, that stuff that I've talked about before, compared to what I experienced in in um, uh, health and fitness, that's when I knew, like, thank you, God, for me incorporating spiritual. Because now I understand why people get swept up by by Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, the, 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 the whole, not the yoga stretching, but the whole aspect of the meditation of yoga, or they go to sound baths and things like that, because it is spiritual. So when I heard of Operation Healthy Lives coming coming into the fold, I'm like, hey, that's what I did. Uh, and you did it as a, as a program with the backing of the church. I'm like, awesome. This is the way it should be. So when I've had a chance to coach, and in this last session I wasn't coaching, but in the sessions that I got to coach, I got to share that very thing with people. And they told me, yes, this is very much spiritual. I had some students on the verge of graduating, and then they break a bone. 
and something that happened, you know, at their home, like life happens. And uh, the encouragement for, for me to her was like, as soon as you're able to, even that don't let this hold you back. You know, yeah. you may not have graduated the class, but that doesn't mean you got to let this thing hold you back. And the last time I saw her, she looked better than when I saw her at OHL. So that's like, thank you. You know, she's still pushing. And that's how it should be. Life's going to throw those curveballs at us. That's why I'm, that's why I'm glad you brought it up first. We said we're not trying to bash anybody that's trying to make a positive change in their health and fitness. But also understand that for me, when we're talking about mindset, I'm also incorporating just as importantly the, the spiritual aspect of things. Because whether we like it or not, conscious or subconscious, it's a part of it. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing the effects of, of that spiritualness play out in our culture today about what the negative effects of people being stuck for months on end, getting really unhealthy with them. Some people can't even walk out of their own doors. The very doors that were locked in, they couldn't walk out of them anymore. You know, it's like, Holy smokes. And, and then the, 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 the mental struggles that came with all that uh, thereafter that people don't really touch upon and should be, and then we're seeing things play out in our society today that brings us like, where did all this come from? There's a there's a common denominator for a lot of this. It's mental and spiritual. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought tying it tying it all in. It's it's you know, when people want to be better um, healthy and they want to get into fitness, they will encounter the spiritual. That's why it's important. What spirit will they encounter? Because mm-hmm. they can very well be swept away by wicked things in the attempts to be better. And that's why like, and I always tell like, hey, anybody that can, operations, healthy lives. And for people that haven't uh, been able to do it because they don't live in, in yeah. uh, um, Orange County, it's it's still something that's, hey, the online, it's it's been in development for some time. It is coming because you, saw, you see that need. You're filling that need. And, yeah. and it's awesome. Anything you can share regarding OHL, not just online thing, but um, what inspired you to bring that? Yeah, you know, first, oftentimes I say that, uh, you know, we can only go as far as our body would allow. Mm. So if we honor, respect, you know, the only thing we have to live in, <laughs> um, then I think... Um, Going back to how I said about the body's for us, not against us, you know, but mm-hmm. you're, you know, if you're a go-getter and if you're ambitious and you have goals that you want to hit and all that stuff, uh, you, sorry, I just saw this, like, this message that I was, like, looking forward to. <laughs> sorry, total sidetrack, but if you, <laughs> but if we can, yeah, it's kind of funny, but uh, maybe I can get into it later, just kidding, mm-hmm. but uh, if we can... Like if we're go-getters and ambitious and stuff, let's just say, for example, we're starting to move forward with these things and we're excited and stuff, you know, but it's hard to move forward with life excitedly if you have chronic headaches all the time or if you have constant, you know, stomach aches all the time or constant low back issues all the time. It keeps you down. Yeah. And quite frankly, it honestly demotivates you and it gets a little bit depressing. You know, like when I had my wrist injury some years ago, it affected every part of my day and I was annoyed. And yeah. I, I probably shouldn't have been working out as hard as I was, but I was also being hard headed. And so I still was. And <laughs> I probably delayed the recovery aspect of all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, touching on the OHL part, though, um, everybody has a source. Everybody has a source. And as far as my source, 
as a believer and as a Christian, my source was not, you know, food. That was not the thing that, um, um, that filled me up every day. You know, um, unfortunately, that's a lot of people's source because they don't have this spiritual connection. They don't have, they're not, um, they're not like relinquishing, if you will, their life to, um, uh, to as a Christian, to, to God and saying like, God, um, you be in control, take my life, you know? Um, And the greatest thing that can fulfill us as Christians is Jesus himself. Um, He's the bread of life. Mm -hmm. And if we can be filled with the spirit, the Bible says that we, out of us will flow rivers of living water. And if you think of living water, it's fresh, clean, it's pure. And, and, and that, the Bible says that that will flow out of us. And so if that becomes your source, we're, we're not, we're, we're not gonna, gonna, you know, move on impulsive thoughts or impulsive um, coping mechanisms like we get from food or, or other types of things. And so, so it's a whole like full, like circle of just how to improve your life um, as a whole. And I think a lot of times pride has a lot of part to do with that. Um, sometimes, mm. I don't know, ego, um, fear of, of, of yeah, like even submitting to the Lord or whatever it is uh, for people. So I can see how complex it can be. Um, but if it were not complex, then faith would be irrelevant. And mm. so if faith is something that, that um, uh, faith is something that we don't necessarily see um but if we but if we can move on it um there will there can be fruit out of that there can be something positive that we can see out of that yeah and i also would add to that i think another fear is failure Uh, if anything uh, people are disappointing people and ultimately if, if they know that god exists and is real in their life the last thing they want is to disappoint him so sometimes they think you know what i'm not even gonna try because i'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it like, well, i'm not good <laughs> enough look at my life yeah yeah and just like we talked about how how like even in the in the the, the health and fitness journey you know the, there'll be times where we screw up or eat wrong or miss a workout or two or a month um that like hey the point is to Get back on the high horse and keep going. Well, same thing with, with, with spiritual. Like spiritual <clears throat> can definitely drag us down. Like if, if we're not all there, you, you can be doing everything right, but you're not right in the spirit. It'll definitely anchor you from going anywhere uh, far. <clears throat> and uh, I make no bones about it. I tell people on my show when the topic is brought up, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm Christian and I'm bold about it. I never said I'm perfect. I'm, I'm a Christian because I'm not perfect. I need mm-hmm. Christ in my life. And, and I, I have to repent more often than I want to for my mm-hmm. shortcomings. And I have to apologize to my wife as well. Which she knows all my deepest, darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. And she knows my limitations, my struggles. Like I, I'm transparent with those that I love uh, the most that have the greatest impact in my life, that being my wife and God. And that doesn't, uh, that doesn't make uh, things easier uh, for me just that every now and then you know, either life happens or you know that the tempter comes along and, and just gets you off your game then it's like you can stay wallowed in shame 
um like when if i even share an example some people are like oh, come on Andres, that's not that big of a deal it's a big of a deal if you know that it hurts the person that you love it's like mm-hmm. oh, god i don't need these things in my life and that's why it's like i could easily stay in the rut but that's not what god wants me to be he wants me to get up and keep going it's a i'm saved by grace he knew i was gonna screw up so he's not demanding perfection from us he just doesn't want us to stay there and continue behaving or 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 yeah. being in that way. And yeah. people misconstrue that. And naturally so. This goes back to what we talked about in the beginning, where the misinformation is coming from. It even comes from within the church. You're not good enough. You'll never make God happy. That's why you got to live with condemnation on your life and self-flagellation because you're never good enough. So remember to pay your penitence every day. It's like, then why am I here? I thought I thought being a Christian was uh, the, the, the joy of Christ, and I'm not receiving that. Not to, speaking from experience, okay, because that's the church that I came from. <laughs> so I, I had negativity thrown at me from all sorts. And it's like, well, even in the church, I didn't, wasn't getting any motivation. I go to university. I'm getting pummeled by political opponents. I'm like, I thought we we're here to learn English. And it's not happening. Um, I I have a, a, a loving family growing up, but I felt that they were forced to love me because uh, I was I was their child. I didn't understand what it meant to have a parental love uh, toward me from responsible parents, but I rejected their love. Um, I know that uh, God existed somewhere and he, he cared about me, but I didn't receive it or accept it. That's why yeah. I struggle with with suicide. Attempted it five times, not just suicidal tendencies. Attempted five times, felt all the time. That's why I'm still here. Uh, but the last one was the most impactful one where I attempted and God told me to drop the knife. I called you for something greater. I'm like, oh wow! And I gone into detail wow. um, before about <clears throat> that transformation. I recently shared that um, with some family over at a family reunion that we had recently. And uh, I'm talking to to people that are not of the faith, but I'm sharing them with my last. Uh, um, it just came out of nowhere, and I was talking about my my struggles yes. and this and that. <clears throat> and when I told them about my last suicide attempt, I'm like, "You're looking at the place where it happened. Like, wait, where?" And the voice came from right here. And uh, it was, I was uh, 17 when it happened. Um, my last time. I still had suicidal tendencies and depression, but that voice was just so strong and powerful because the the voice had dropped a knife. If I didn't have a purpose for you, I would have left you in that pool. And the reference he was making to, that voice was making to, was five years prior where I was drowning in a pool. I was 12 years old. I wasn't always this tall. Motel 6, St. George, Utah. Bunch of friends and family were all in the same pool. But everybody thought I was faking when I was drowning. So when an angel pulled me out of that pool, and I'm the only one that saw the angel, and I, and I, I wasn't interrogating people because I was yelling at them, how come none of you can help me? But that guy did. Who? The one that pulled me out of the pool. It was like, there was no one that pulled you out of the pool. And it was bright daylight, broad daylight. So I'm like, wow. it took it took six months for me to realize what had transpired. But even that wasn't enough to shake me into um, into changing my life. But um, eventually, eventually did. And that moment of me trying to kill myself and that voice saying I would have left you there. Then it's like immediately connected. I'm like, you wow. did it. You got me out of there. So then... Yeah, I didn't attempt suicide anymore. I had suicidal tendencies, but not attempts. But I could tell you that thereafter, I had near-death experiences, a ton of them. And it's like, wow, Lord, um, you protected me from killing uh, from killing myself, and the devil's really trying to kill me. And you saved me from all these other things thereafter. Yeah. When I say I'm not afraid of death, even I have kids and stuff. Look, I can't control 
the vehicle is going to lose their brakes and smash into me and probably injure me beyond repair or, or take my life. I, I have no control over that. All I can control is that they're looked after when I'm not around. And that's that. I've, I've had so many run-ins with death, even coming from the hard streets of Compton and Watts. That's where I grew up. That's the border. Everybody's like, wait, no, you didn't. It's like, I'll show you my house and the, and the, 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 the cinder block wall that my father put up in front of the property to stop all the bullets from flying into the unit. It's like, that's where I come from. Um, and I, I don't want to say I'm used to that kind of lifestyle. I'm just saying I've been surrounded by danger my entire life, whether it's an external source or from within. And that's why it's spiritual. That's why it's like, Lord, the, the spiritual is huge. And it's affecting it's affecting our society in a way that it hasn't in so long because America's turned away from God. And it's it pains to see the recent tragedies that have transpired, whether um, it's it's due to, to racism, prejudice, uh, or just spitefulness uh, to others, or just uh, people that are breaking down, seeking attention and glory, just want their 15 minutes of fame. And their idea of getting that fame is to hurt the most vulnerable or amongst us. This is it, it's evil. It's demonic. It's permeating our society. And we kicked God out of the schools. And we tell people that they're that uh, their dysphoria, their mental illness. No, let's uh, let's cultivate that because uh, they're trying to live something they're not. They're trying to live this imaginary thing, and then we wonder why there's so much mental illness. Why do we have the highest rates of suicide in this country? It is a spiritual thing. It's what we're feeding ourselves physically and spiritually, mm-hmm. which is why yes, mindset. And when I know when we're saying it, we're also meaning spiritual. It's a spiritual mindset in all this, which is why we're Christian. We turn to God to write all these things. We'll have the political opponents say, hold your uh, thoughts and prayers. They mean nothing because you guys support guns, for example. Like, it's a, and it's like a complete misnomer. It's like, well, you support the murdering babies in the womb, mutilating their genitals, feeding them puberty blockers. Tell me how that's not child abuse and not to mention child murder. It's like my I've been consistent with my morality and people need to realize that screw the politics. Stop treating the symptom like the medical community does and get to the root of it. It's demonic. Mm-hmm. It's spiritual. Mm-hmm. And we need to address it. And I think that's a pretty solid note to, to wrap things up. I'm going to give you the last word. If there's anything that we might have not touched on or that you'd like to chime in on um, before you, we, you can tell my audience where they can follow you or if interested to sign up with you. Well, I was just going to say, that, uh, uh, to touch on what you were talking about, I mean, there, there's a spiritual realm to all of this. And I think because of ignorance, we don't want to address it because we don't know how. And not not an ignorance in a negative sense, but just we just don't know how. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or non-believers anyway. Um, and so that's why we value the prayer part, because our battle is not in flesh and blood. Our battle is in the spiritual realm. It's in the heavenly places. And so w- when we can use the power of the word, the power of God, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, things will come down and things will and can break loose. I felt that in my own life. And, t- and so when we have strong, experienced um uh mature christians i think that's why our conviction is so strong and we continue to push that because we've seen it in our own life Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and thank you for for those last words there for for people that are interested in learning more about the say how method and uh if they're if, if they're around whether they're business pro or anything of the sort 
they can train with you. I, I told I told my friend Shayna because she said she trains men and women. Like I know because I train with you. I told her it's like I'm just gonna be straight up with you. No dude is gonna want to voluntarily train with yeah. you. It's like dudes are intimidated. <laughs> exactly. So she's like, no, no, that's not true. And now since um, I had her on my show, she's molded her entire workouts for women. <laughs> so it's like now it's exclusive women's like, yeah, play to your strengths, <laughs> literally. Um, but for people that can learn more about uh, your methodology and even train with you, because, hey, no, we didn't even touch on that. Uh, you're opening your own gym soon, right? I am. Yeah, That's, I am. It's exciting. It's for, so for those of you in North, North Orange County, um, maybe even in an empire, hey, sometimes it takes a little bit of an effort. Uh, but uh, you're going to be located, I think, uh, around Anaheim, Anaheim Hills, something it's, like that. Yeah, so Anaheim, bordering Anaheim Hills. Um, yeah, the gym is going to be called Tribe. It opened this summer. We're hoping late July, um, latest probably early August. Mm. But I wanted to mention though too, even if you are not local, there will be an online component to this gym because we're going in the direction of a hybrid, uh, of a hybrid model gym where there's a physical location, but then also an online location to it as well. Awesome. So, which would give you both access to the online stuff and also the in, uh, the in gym access as well. And how do people that want to stay up to date, uh, stay up to date? Where can they follow well, for you? Now, for now, follow me anywhere official agent say huh? All right, cool. Like Instagram, Facebook, and things like that, right? Yeah, Instagram, yeah Facebook. absolutely. And you, yeah, I think you, you did you have your website or I think you yeah. did, right? Yeah. there too. Cool. And for those of you listening on the podcast, you know the drill. Every single link that's mentioned here and more will be available in the show notes of this episode at www.thingscobra.com. Adrian, thank you so very much for coming on the program today to and to share your knowledge and to have these discussions about health, fitness, uh, mindset, and spiritual wellness. We'd love to have you on on this topic again when it comes around. Thank you for having me on. I really All appreciate right. it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Andres Segovia Show. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to stay in the know. If you want a question featured on the program or you never know, it could be an episode all on its own, you can message me at any of the social media links available at my website, www.theandresegovia.com. Also available there are all the directories where you can find my show. Remember to also follow me on YouTube and Instagram where other exclusive content resides. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the program. I'll see you on the next one.